0: See, let's see. Where is the thing? All right. Welcome to Crone Country Farms. We got our renowned guest. Uh, his second visit to the Crone Country Farms. Our people, my people, have been talking to Tim's people. This is uh, Tim DeCarlo, not uh, Tim Crone. There's a lot of Tims visiting the uh, Crone Country Farms uh, set here it's uh april 25th 2022 and uh, we're talking about all things uh, marathon um, how you doing tim
1: uh good good i uh, uh, had a good week uh, where I didn't uh, run 26.2 miles so I guess the better question is how are you <laughs> feeling good i'm i'm like uh,
0: already i'm already looking forward to my next or looking to my next race but it's so far off. It's in November. I, ha- I have here the, the Marathon <laughs> Tours and Travel Guide, which, um, uh, not a sponsor, not a sponsor. Marathon Tours and Travel, excellent outfit uh, all over the world. I was thinking, you know, we're both Marines. Did I, you know that, Tim?
1: Yes. Um, I, I okay. remember doing some dressing. Do you up know it. there's a Marine Corps Marathon? There is. There is. Um, uh, when is that? Let's see. I think that's I in October. Now, I think, before you get there, I think you could probably do a turnaround of <laughs> one month or so. I know, since this will be new for me, that there's no way I could do that. But You could totally do that. It's like, no problem.
0: Just <laughs> uh, got to gotta work towards it. There's a, a Reykjavik marathon in iceland uh the one that the one that really stood out actually and how cool would this be is the bhutan marathon in bhutan in like um the south
1: pacific i think or is that like near india okay uh forgive me if i'm wrong i mean you just mentioned we're both in the military so we should know this we're both marines (laughs) um wasn't there a bhutan death march (laughs)
0: oh yeah probably a long time ago right like Wait, not, not in
1: the last 10 years <laughs> oh. <laughs> wouldn't that be i don't know kind of sacrilegious uh, well that's that's a
0: good um uh, maybe it's a uh, it's in commemoration of the death march
1: <laughs> oh baton death march sorry okay i just showed how ignorant the uh yeah. buton or Bhutan? baton baton but- okay uh, buton- is- where's is baton uh, it's not in Bhutan, which is, um, <laughs> uh, they actually, oh, wait a second. They actually do have, as I'm looking this up, a 26.2 mile memorial run in New Jersey. So they actually do have that. So apparently it's not. In Sacramento. New Jersey? Uh, oh, I don't S- even
0: think people in New Jersey ran.
1: Oh, wait, no. White Sands Missile Range, New Mexico? That's, Wait. That's a lot different than New Jersey. Yeah, I saw new and just assumed New Jersey. (laughs) (laughs) There's Um,
0: Italy. There's Marathon du Medoc. Where is that? In Bordeaux, region of France. Uh, Yeah, Queenstown. Um, Oh, life goal. I want to do the, um, I think it's in Cape Town. Comrades, have you heard of that? uh, No. It's like a 50-mile run uh called comrades in in south africa that would be cool yeah i just have all this like obligations you know run
1: um work and family Family and just kills all (laughs) but uh so they actually do have that they actually do have a marathon tours interesting i i am not in the lifestyle yet i did not realize it was that involved but
0: yeah marathon tours.com and it's great because they, you know, they do the hotel and you basically just show up and they have everything figured out. And A lot of the races, they'll have like a chartered bus. So I see Chicago, you know, Boston, New York, uh, Big Sur, Washington, D.C. So you do these races with them. And if it's a, you know, point to point, part of it is the logistics to get to the start, which is pretty cool. Okay. Oh sweet, yeah. Oh, there—that's where Bhutan
1: is. It's right yeah. near India. You were right. Um, okay, you were right. Uh, but I'm looking this up. Yeah, so this is pretty cool because I mean, you and I are very different levels, and we'll actually get to the race in a second or so. But they've got the Abbott World Marathon Majors, which you said you've wanted to do, which would be something for real runners. And then I've changed though. I, I, I'm not as interested in it
0: because. It just seems like such a pain, to, and I don't care about London so much. I think Berlin and Tokyo would be amazing, but I don't really have a desire to do London. Mm-hmm.
1: I ran it. it would on, be great. Yeah, I ran it on my uh, on my treadmill in, in five different stints. Uh, <laughs> seemed pretty interesting. But then they've also got the runners country clubs, so if you just want to go on vacations in different countries and and it doesn't matter what your level is. But I bet if it's the Abbott World Marathon majors, you have to probably be at a certain level to be able to do that. But that's kind of cool. That's, it's
0: interesting you say that because if you do the six, because I've looked into this a lot, and I even got in an argument at the expo at Boston mm-hmm. with somebody who was basically just repeating the, the um, brochure they have. No matter how old you are, to get in by time to Tokyo and Berlin, it is a 245 requirement. Wow. So if if you're, I, I understand if you're 25 or 30, but if you're eh, even, you could probably do it if you're a very good 40 something, but you cannot do it 55 or 60, and that's the requirement. So they'd want you to uh, raise money. Mm-hmm. So there's like a big... Just a big number, so that's how you get in. You raise money and you do charity, which is which is also noble, but it's um, but then you can't say I raced all of them because technically you just got in through like a lottery or a charity, which is also good, but it's not. The six races are not the same. You know, Boston is a get in the race um, or charity. New York's a get in the race or be a local or charity. And then London is like a big lottery; it's not yes. necessarily a charity. And then Tokyo is like uh, they call it a sub-elite race, and then charity. <laughs> but like ev- everyone is different. And then Chicago—I mean, I don't even know why Chicago's in the Abbots, because Chicago's not like if you if you're thinking of great cities in the in the world, um, does Chicago ever really come to like the, the that list? Like, I'm going to go to Paris. Then I'm going to go to, you know, maybe London, uh, Tokyo,
1: uh, Munich, Chicago. <laughs> I live in the Central Valley of California, so for me, yes. But uh, <laughs> if you lived anywhere near one of those other areas, probably not. Now, 245, I, I, I know I'm just trying to get myself in shape to run 26 miles. But um, I do know, like, you've talked about the qualifying times of Boston and New York, and those are lofty. And so, none of the listeners could know this, but when you said 245, my jaw actually did just go, whoa. Because that's like, you're one step below the elite runners. You're really good.
0: And in your, I want to say, so, in your 40s, Mm -hmm. a 245 is, is, is incredible. You're probably at forty five years old, if you do a two forty five you're in the top hundred or two hundred in the whole country for your age yeah maybe i maybe I'm wrong, but that seems about right like there's not that many
1: people doing it i would i mean I would agree, and I would think even in your thirties when we're all young and filled with testosterone, that still is just i mean like it's I a said... t-
0: it's a t it's a five what is it like 558 it's like a six minute pace i think let's see what it is it's ridiculous
1: (laughs) it's really good that's my that's my point now are you checking it on your google because i'm getting ready to type in it you do it you do it
0: (laughs) yeah yeah I'm, i'm just typing it into my phone right now six minute pace marathon is a 237 okay so it's
1: not sub six 237 that's uh Never mind. I take back everything I said. Anyone that can't do a 245 <laughs> uh, two forty five sucks. Two
0: two forty five is a six seventeen. That's not impossible. It can be done. You gotta get you gotta get your mileage way up there and your weight way, way down.
1: Yeah, and I remember listening to you and uh, talking to your brothers on the Philadelphia one. Uh, your mileage was like around 55, 60 sometimes, I think. You said those were your big weeks. I mean, that's, yeah. I don't. Okay, let's get to the race that uh, you just ran, Boston. Um, yeah, this is the second yeah. post-race Boston, you know, because if you're not
0: talking about running, then what mm. are you going to talk about? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we got to talk about the run you actually did. I thought that was the whole MO behind your uh, podcast, the run you actually just did. Um, so, uh, Mr. Crone, you just did Boston in the fall. And so my first question is, was there any difference? I mean, this is the official Boston season, springtime. Everybody knows you go by Wellesley. The girls are there to kiss you and whatever. Did they have that in the fall or was there a different feel this time? Totally around? Totally
0: different feel. So the big, the big differences were, it was cold at the start which is exactly what you want Mm -hmm. and it was um uh in april which is the official boston time yeah and like everybody in the whole community knows okay it's like boston week Mm -hmm. and so like leading up to boston week there's just a lot there's just so many more people so much more energy um the biggest difference i noticed was it's brown boston is still brown like all the trees haven't really started uh turning green so it's yeah. like it's very different from it was from what it looked like in october october it was beautiful mm-hmm. uh but it was actually pretty warm that day it's like in the 70s um probably like i, I want to say hundreds of thousands of people on the course
1: it was really cool really yeah. neat i was wondering now here's here's a chance for you to get a sponsor i'm going to make this about myself and also yes so nordic track has this company on they're like peloton i guess they it's just ifit is the name and i got to run boston um in again five or six different stints but yeah the one thing i recognized it it was the october one and it, it was greenery and they're making a big deal about this is the first time after the pandemic and it's a special time to do it. But I did notice there wasn't that much of crowds and I was very curious if that was just people woke up and said, Oh shoot, the Boston Marathons today, I should go out and cheer. Or they didn't know about it or so you're saying it was a much bigger deal this time around. But, uh,
0: yeah. I think, I think it's a combination of it's in April on mm. Patriots day. The mm-hmm. Red Sox are playing like the I think same day, like every time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and um and and COVID right because like COVID was um pretty I mean you didn't see masks anywhere
1: mm-hmm.
0: there was very few people wearing masks wherever you went oh uh, someone I know got COVID on their way back so mm-hmm. it, was, it was probably a super spreader event mm-hmm. um, the expo I did wear a mask in the expo because like you have Shoulder to shoulder, like, tens of thousands of people. I thought that was a good time to wear a, a mask yeah. the, day, the day before the race. Uh, or two days on Saturday before the race. And it's like, ah, yeah, pandemic, ah,
1: whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> pandemic, shmandemic. We're, we're all in good shape. We're here to run. Let's go do what we got to do. But, but yeah. the Okay. So you not only have done this twice in the last six months, I guess. You you you, you've qualified for Boston before. So you mentioned the Red Sox. You went out to the game before. Is there because you've done this quite a few times, is there any sort of oh my gosh, I'm in Boston. This is intimidating. The aura is it like there or you're just like, Yeah, I'm here to like not No, I'm super nervous.
0: Like it doesn't matter. Like I I don't I get really nervous before a race and I'm using all this extra energy on my nervousness. Mm-hmm. Which I know mm-hmm. um, I just yeah, I wanted to you know, I have like all these um times in my head, I wanted a sub three, that's what i was I wanted to shoot for, but I didn't have the mileage, so mm-hmm. I knew i I really uh really couldn't do it, um just because I also had the hamstring bothering me near the end, so like mile twenty three my hamstring was really I could feel it ready to snap or pull. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm just gonna
1: finish the last three without uh, pulling my hamstring. So you didn't really take it easy, but you kind of knew you had to be careful. But you still got a PR, though, right? Like Boston, yeah, Boston PR. Yeah. yeah so so you didn't like totally back off and say, okay, I'm just gonna walk. You still were pushing yourself. Somewhere. You know who needs kudos? Who did awesome is Markel Taylor, who is in our running club. Markel Taylor. Do
0: you yeah. know anything about him, Tim?
1: Uh, is that the gentleman that I, w- I watched the video about? Yes. Uh, okay. He was in San Quentin. Okay. Yes. And he just got his
0: parole. Uh, he completed his parole. Mm-hmm. And whatever that involves. And so he's completely a free man. And awesome. that was like right before his Boston. And can, can I, really can I... nice guy. Yeah. Really
1: fast guy. Yeah. Can I, can I talk, can we talk about him a little bit then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, Andrew had sent me a video link to, they've got a San Quentin marathon and it seemed awesome to me because it gives all these people a goal to do. And honestly, I am the person cause you know, I'm not going for three hours or whatever. Uh, I'm the person like, Hey, if you can do 26 miles, Dude, that's that. That's that's respect. And I just think it's amazing. Anybody that can. But then you're watching this video and these guys. Markel is one of these people that's running in this. You could call it a race, but. All they do is run around the same dirt loop that's about a mile over and over and over again. And the mental strength these people have to have not just the physical conditioning, but the mental conditioning to be able to put themselves through it. I was just in awe by all of those guys. It was just amazing. And Markel, if I remember, he was trying to qualify for Boston while running around this dirt loop.
0: Yes, I, I don't know all the details, but Frank Rona, who's <laughs> uh, he's in our running club, and for probably a decade, uh, I saw Frank every Tuesday at track. Because <laughs> Frank, Tuesday uh san rafael high tuesdays at 6 p.m uh, actually starts at 6 30 every tuesday like up until covid because mm-hmm. i stopped doing the track around covid everything kind of fell apart but for years and years well anyway frank frank uh just the nicest guy very uh you know he's just looking to do something to, to help people yeah. and uh he he worked with some other people he was he's not the only person there's mm-hmm. a couple other people and they did the They helped uh, organize the San, I think it's called the San Quentin 1000 or San Quentin Marathon. Because, yeah, there was, it wasn't a marathon at first. I I don't know exactly what the the history Mm. is, but yeah, without Frank, it wouldn't have been like a legitimate 26.2 at the timer. And so then, you know, the qualifiers and stuff like that.
1: But so that, I mean, Markel, and I'll let you talk about his race and, and him as a person. Because you always – I've seen a video. You've actually met him. Um, but I was just floored, you know, not only are they running this, the mental uh, – how they could do this, running around the same dirt path. It's not even a track. It's a dirt path that's serpentine kind of it sounded like. But, you know, other things are going on at the prison. So they've got to, if something happens, stop in the middle of what they're doing and get down and the guards got to respond to that and then give an all clear. And I mean, talk about this extra stresses. Yeah. Uh, Let's, I I think, I think this is like a really good segue mm -hmm. because
0: you have people that have overcome incredible obstacles and they're doing, and they're running, they're they're running in prison. Right. And they're, they're, they're not just running, but they're running a marathon in in San Quentin, one of like the hardest prisons, I, th- I think. I don't I don't know anything about prisons. And then you have people with like missing a leg. Mm-hmm. Um, you have and they're running Boston. Uh, you, so they have the uh, para, I think it's called the para yeah. uh, division. Um, and then you have blind people running. Yeah. Uh, I saw at least a, at least two people pushing um i think cerebral palsy uh mm-hmm. people um i don't know if they were parents or if they were friends mm-hmm. but, but here i am totally able-bodied nothing wrong with me running and i'm like yeah i'm at mile 15 like oh this is so hard and, <laughs> and then i'm about to pass a guy who has a carbon fiber leg like like yeah. the, the he's running on one mm-hmm. leg
1: mm-hmm. and
0: he's been running basically at my pace the whole way mm-hmm. and and um so it puts it in perspective like really quickly and i don't know how if you're completely blind you i mean you have a guide right mm-hmm. um, but that just seems so hard to to train and and they're probably on the treadmill all day long right cuz
1: yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but but to run outside uh with thousands of people around you um and obviously no one's trying to run into them but with mm-hmm. that many people running that hard it's hard to all navigate and stuff and then you need water so how do you yeah. do that you're blind okay you need you want to get some water yeah <laughs> okay you gotta stop yeah because <laughs> because try running towards the table with your eyes closed and grabbing now now i sound like a total idiot because i have no idea what's involved but like yeah getting just a cup of water and drinking water while you're running a marathon mm-hmm. um huge obstacle um and i think that's really really cool uh there shouldn't be any um qual there there should be some some sort of qualifier but like it should be most people who have some sort of um obstacle they can't control Mm -hmm. uh they should be allowed like like i was thinking of like older um people that run boston like if you're 80 you have to qualify yeah. And I was like, well, if you
1: can complete a marathon, why why do you have to qualify no, I, by time? I wouldn't even say if you can qualify uh, by finishing. It would just be like, you're 80 and you want to do that. Who are we to stand in your way? Go, go, yeah. run. <laughs> yeah, and it's, it's still pretty
0: fast. I want to say, here, I'll, I'll pull it up. It's, it's like. Uh,
1: but while you're doing that, I mean, I'm thinking, uh, I mean, I did the Modesto half. Uh, we did that podcast a few weeks ago and one of the humbling things but motivating at the same time i saw i'm about seven miles in and when you're getting tired here comes this guy he's a and i saw him in the hotel the night before he was a midget with no legs and he's riding on a skateboard using his hands to push himself and is that the correct uh I don't know if it's the correct, but if I use the incorrect term and he's listening, I had the utmost respect. I mean, I ran behind him, and I'm sure I'm not the only one. I videoed him, and I was just like, guys, when you and I are sitting there having this excuse about how much we have faced, you got to. It was amazing to see this guy 13 miles using his hands to push his skateboard and it was through country roads. It wasn't like a nice smooth city surface. It was okay. So, so let me come back. So you go into these runs and you've got a time goal and you've got a, uh, and and uh, I don't know why I do Tim, because nobody cares. Like nobody cares. It's, it's kind of neat, but it's all just for myself. Yeah. But, but you've done lots of marathons can I ask boston 2022 is this the first time you've gone to a marathon or any event and you've kind of been humbled by what you see other people having to do no almost
0: every time almost um not so much at cim uh (laughs) i don't think i saw too many people like that at cim but any big race so um Definitely the last Boston I did.
1: Um, but that's, that's yeah. one thing I've noticed every event I've done. And sometimes you you walk in and you're, like, disappointed because you didn't meet your goal or you started to feel an injury. It, but then you, you're looking around, and every event I've ever done, there's somebody that I'm going, holy crud. That's amazing. You know, that – like you said, the – uh, somebody blind, somebody leading the blind person, the person that has to run with the blind person has a challenge too. How do I help this person get through the blind person doing it? Oh my gosh, all the hardships that you just mentioned, we, that's probably tipping the surface. It's anyways, it's, yeah, you're right. To tell those people you have to qualify seems kind of ridiculous. And but,
0: but there should be, there should be some standard
1: i guess because you don't want just everybody
0: you you want to feel that or or there needs to be some some level of okay i'm i'm i i think boston has like this will sound bad but i'm a better than average uh runner whatever category i'm in Mm -hmm. so if you took any category then you want to take a percentage of that category and then that's who you let into Boston. And I think that's the, the logic behind, okay, if you're 80 plus and you're a female, you have to run a five-hour, 20-minute marathon. Because uh, there's probably people, I mean, that, that still seems pretty fast for um, somebody who's 80. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. But then there's that, yeah, the, there's that percentage of people that they let in. And so it, it makes it makes it feel a little bit more, I guess, elite in your in the category you're in.
1: I I think you may this may have been said uh, in a previous podcast uh, with you and your brothers, but are they being overwhelmed by eighty year old women <laughs> trying to get into uh, Boston? I think there's like five. Let's let's see results. I don't, um, And I did I did meet a
0: lady her name was Karen from mm-hmm. Chicago and she was almost 70 or she was in her sixties. Let's see if we can find her. Uh, let's see 2022. I'm looking at the web page right now. Okay. Okay. Gender female subgroup event group. Mm-hmm. Where do we go? Where does, Oh, we can't okay. search by age. Can we?
1: runners.
0: Hmm.
1: While you're looking this up, can we circle back to uh, your friend Markel? Uh, yeah. He, said he just got paroled, so he he just went through a big, huge life change. Not just training for running, but he just went through a big, huge life change, right? How did he do? Number one, how did he do empirically? Did he do well time-wise? And how did he do compared to what he thinks he can do or... You you think he's trained himself to do like? Uh, I I'm so impressed with him. He
0: he has talent, right? Um, but he wasn't at this level when I first met him a couple mm-hmm. years ago. I want to say 2019 CIM. 2019 CIM. Uh, he was just paroled. I, I don't know exactly when, but we did a train. We did like a 10 mile run together. Mm-hmm and that guy, he doesn't, um, he was running hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So, so he's like dropping me at uh, like a training run. It wasn't a tempo or anything. So he drops me like whatever. Um, and, uh, that was like a couple months before CIM. And, um, it's like, who is this guy? He's like running really hard, you know, very intense at a workout, you know, Mm -hmm. just the two of us. And then, um, at CIM, here's here's Andy Krohn, moment of glory. I broke three hours, and I passed Markell, like, the last, like, two miles. And I think he missed three hours by, like, 30 seconds or something. I don't know exactly when. And so we were running the marathon basically at the same speed. But he is so much faster than me. Like, if any workout we ever did he was he was putting in more miles and just he's just so much faster um so it was it was probably all of my marathons experience i guess that <laughs> was i was able to do that okay so he takes that three hour cim mm-hmm. and then he just crushes cim the latest one um gosh what was his time let's let's look it up because this is this is a good story and it's because of training which is just a good story in Mm -hmm. you know you work hard uh, a little bit of luck and um, you can do pretty cool things okay here's 2021 yeah I want to say he was like 245 let's see
1: we're looking at the so he could sneak into uh
0: uh, he could sneak yeah.
1: to Tokyo or Berlin or whichever the two runs. He could barely make it. <laughs> Let's see. Oh, no, no, quite. He's
0: 248. 248.18 at uh, CIM. That was December 5th in Sacramento, uh, December 5th, 2021. And he's he took almost 12 dead. minutes. He took 12 minutes off of his marathon time. That's like, uh, that's a, that's awesome. So, so look at
1: his and he's 20... almost 50 years old. Am I right? Did I see that right? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. But he can't qualify for Berlin. So would he know I'm kidding if I say what a loser? <laughs> uh, oh,
0: he probably doesn't <laughs> listen to the podcast, but um, let's see. So, let's see what he did in 2019.
1: <clears throat> so I'd be interested. So Western States, very different type of run but still a big, huge deal, right? I remember it's- watching a documentary where this lady, I think, what, you have to get 24 hours to get a gold buckle and 30 hours to get a bronze buckle, I think, at the Western States. Are you familiar with the times? Yeah, yeah, so let's just get a buckle. So I remember watching uh, on YouTube once, like, a recap or a documentary about one of the year's runs, And this lady is coming around the bend. She's like 200 meters away from the finish. And you hear the horn go off and she just crumples up and she's deflated and just like, oh, my life is over. And, you know, it was sad. You're watching this going, oh, man, they could have like held off for 15 seconds, you know. But I wonder, like you just mentioned Markel in 2019. He just missed it, like probably by the same time that the lady did I wonder how he would respond. I was wrong,
0: uh, Tim. Mm. He was three o two thirty five. Okay, and which is still good, but that means Mm. (laughs) that means there's even a bigger gap. He had a fourteen minute Mm -hmm. improvement, a fourteen minute improvement, which is just ridiculous uh, on on the same course.
1: Yeah, that's yes. At that, yeah. So, yeah, he's. I'm guessing he was right. not crushed by his failure. I, I, I bet he's a person that just said, well, let's keep going. And he used, you know, the lady, you know, everybody's got a different spirit in them. The lady, like, you wondered if she went home and it's just like, I can't go to work the next week. I can't, I can't take care of my kids. My life is over because I didn't meet this, <laughs> you know, goal. Yeah. I bet you, Markel, He was just like, Oh, okay, let's keep going." You know, I, I, I'm, I would be very curious to know what his mindset. Oh, I think I think it just lit the fire.
0: Like he wanted that sub three so yeah. bad that okay, as long as you're not injured mm-hmm. and your body is is willing, um, those were the only obstacles he had, and he didn't get injured, and so he was as soon as you know he was like i i want the sub three so mm-hmm. bad and the, he, he actually tried a couple times like on his own there was like a half a half marathon course mm-hmm. and they did a, two loops on it but it it wasn't a great course and the weather wasn't good and he didn't break three then and so he was just like and then he just crushed it yeah <laughs> he just you know, it so it yeah it's not a disney movie right yeah. life is like yeah hard work and suffering, and pain, and just absolute commitment. Mm. Um, and he has that in spades. So
1: uh, happy like, for him. I'm inspired. I want to meet this guy. I mean, because I'm just sitting there thinking, like, his failure, and that's such a stupid term for me to use. <laughs> his failure. <laughs> it's, well, I don't know what else to call it. I mean, it's such a – I mean, coming from me, it's like – in November, I just want to not die in the New York Marathon. I don't really have a time goal. So for me to say it's a failure it does sound really ridiculous. But if you did have a goal of three hours and you didn't meet it, you could look at it as a failure and it could just break you. But he, if it, you put it, everything
0: out there, you did everything you can, mm-hmm. you, you can't look at it as a failure. Like um, I know I use the worst possible term, but... Well, you know, well, elite athletes have this all the time because mm-hmm. I, think, I think the human body peaks and it's only for a certain amount of time. Mm-hmm. Nobody is at like the elite professional level for like, maybe a few mm-hmm. freaks of nature are, but like, I think most people peak for like a, a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. You can't be at that peak condition at the very best in the world for very long. Yeah, And so getting that peak to work and then, and then, of course, it's like, oh, I dedicated my whole life, my every thing I eat, all the sleep, all the training, mm-hmm. um, financially. Like, I can easily see how people dope because if that's your livelihood and that's all you got going mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and you have people relying on you that, mm-hmm. like, family, you know, it's like, okay, well, I got to keep this going. So – Uh, I need those whatever number of seconds and it's a lot easier choice to make than like someone having a cigarette because, you know, they both damage your body or whatever. But,
1: uh, yeah, I I can see where it comes from. Maybe uh, starting around November, I should maybe start doping because, you know, I I I know what you should do. You should dope with really nutritious food and no alcohol. And no, no, that's no. That, that's a type of dope. No, no, I, I, I'm I'm just thinking a few weeks before I'll start injecting oxygen or whatever the EPO is. They all, and get a yeah. tent,
0: get like a twenty thousand dollar tent.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, <laughs> uh, find out the subway stations, because, you know, I'm realizing I'm probably going to finish New York in about like eighty seven thousandth place. But it's a lot more impressive to tell somebody I finished, you know, sixty four thousandth place.
0: OK, you know? let's, let's let's change it. So. So do you. This is about time, not Mm -hmm. time to start training necessarily, but to set some, some goals, some objectives, like, and it's not just time, Mm -hmm. right? That's why I like these marathons. You have, you have Mm -hmm. something to work towards. You have like a, the process towards an end goal. Uh, so what do you, what do you, you did do a marathon once, right? Or if you.
1: Yeah, I I did. And it's funny you had the five twenty, uh, 80 year olds, uh, women, uh, I would have qualified at the age of, let's see, 2010, uh, 35. I would have qualified for Boston as an 80-year-old-plus woman. Uh, uh, there you go.
0: You just yeah. feel better as an you, – you, yeah. what, what do you say yeah. now? The, the term is I, I – I,
1: mm-hmm.
0: uh, w- w- no. when you want want to be mm-hmm.
1: – uh, whatever. No, it, it, it's funny. <laughs> so listening to your podcast, I learned something. So Portland – you know i wanted to talk about your second half of the but okay so portland the first half is kind of uphill it was kind of like a monsoon and i realized quickly that i was running well but i also realized quickly i don't think i did any run over 15 miles in my training so i knew that i wasn't gonna be able to do it for 26 miles so i said okay let's just try to do a really good half and I think I PR'd for myself at that time in the first half of the Portland Marathon. And I go, okay, well, that's what I could do. Now I'm going to try to get, you know, just, just hang on. I think it was like 206 was my um, half. And I was like, okay, well, even if I fall apart, like in my head, I was going, what is this going to be? And I was thinking i still get a 430 because, or 440. And the second half, someone told me there's a lot of downhills. Now, you mentioned in a previous show, Boston begins with downhills. And so that tears your quads up that you don't even really recognize it or notice it. And it makes the second half harder. In Portland, most of the Portland run was downhill second half. Is that... No, I don't live in Gainesville, Florida. That's another Tim DiCarlo.
0: We have a Tim DiCarlo who did a um, 2020 Walt Disney World Marathon. Let's see.
1: What, what was the time? Was it better than 512? Yeah. Because, uh, <laughs> it was like uh, 320. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was me. Um, yeah. 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 So, yeah, yeah. so take, you talk about goals. I'm going to shoot for that. Yeah. 320. <laughs> <laughs> I will fail miserably. But um, so, yeah, I completely fell apart, but I still, I think, I finished around 512. And. I remember on the plane ride home telling my friend, hey, if I was 80 years old, I could qualify for Boston. (laughs) Oh, there's a half. You did a half.
0: What is this race? Yeah, that's me, Merced. That's you, Merced. San
1: Francisco Marathon 2010,
0: or half marathon.
1: Yeah, I did the second half. Uh, I don't remember how I did there, but... I think that was an okay one for me. Okay. okay.
0: Speaking of- so I, I think I'm going to set a uh, a lofty goal here. Let's see. Maybe oh, not lofty. It all depends.
1: I should not have signed up for this gig today.
0: Oh, dang it. <laughs> okay. A 930 pace is a 409. And I think you're between 930 and 10. So I think a 945. I think a 415 marathon is is possible with the right training as long as you don't get injured. What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. in my brain, I was thinking 420, and I don't know what the difference between 415 and 420 is. So, yeah, I guess that could be. Um, but back to you, because because I'm suddenly feeling on the hot seat here. I'm supposed to be interviewing you. Okay, so the second half. <laughs> All the, the three listeners. probably. Yeah. Hey, Tim. Hey, Tim yeah. Crone. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, who else is listening?
0: Oh, hey, uh, Kent Morales. If you're listening, uh, hey, Andrew Melton.
1: I uh, will probably cover all the again. listeners. I will listen to this again. So, uh, um, Oh, hey, Tim DiCarlo. Hey. Hey, how's it going? Oh, oh <laughs> shoot. I didn't know I was supposed to be there. Okay, so the second half, when I was watching, okay, so two perspectives, the person watching on TV and the person actually doing the man in the arena. I think I've heard that term recently. So they mentioned the second half is harder. And I think it is said,
0: it like, is. It's, uh, yeah, the, the race starts at mile 15.
1: Yeah. So you they said, everybody knows the second half is harder.
0: It's so much harder.
1: Yeah. I noticed as I was tracking you that your second half was slower. So my question is, you knew you wanted under three hours. Did, was there a point where you said, I don't think I'm going to get it and be, okay. This is like a four part question.
0: I conceded at mile <laughs> 22. I, okay. I uh, because I was I was worried about my hamstring. Mm-hmm. And if this was like some break three hour thing for mm-hmm. my life, you know, I would have done it all that I could. And then just <laughs> if I pulled my hamstring, whatever. But I don't know. I was like, I'm doing well. I'm I'm going to get a PR on this course.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, it's fine. It's
1: fine. But was there, okay. So not like back to the your spirit is broken and you can't go on living anymore like i was talking about that lady from western states but was there a point where you recognized you were slowing down and did you just say well this is the course or were you questioning what's happening or
0: it was my hamstring
1: i was i
0: i could have i had a little bit more gas in my heart rate available Mm -hmm. i was in a lot of pain
1: Mm
0: -hmm. um but if i if i added that extra intensity i think i would have hurt like pull i would then i would be hobbling in so i think i did the best i could you know i Mm -hmm. i I, I like to tell people unless you collapse at the end you didn't do your full effort but that's not realistic either because that's really good timing if you collapse at the end because why aren't you
1: collapsing like um 100 yards yards yeah yeah so that's pretty cool i mean so you're you're dealing with some sort of injury you're um but you're still and, and you're running as hard as you can but you're still able to process what's happening and and not like you're you're able to keep your wits about you that's that's uh is, is there any part of the race I guess that It's was- like a fugue some of it's like
0: a fugue state I think is that the right? is that how you say it like so you're running along mm-hmm. and people are screaming and but mm-hmm. you're in so much pain and so focused you're not listening, you're just <laughs> mm-hmm. and i and I didn't start going sideways on the mental until about mile eighteen because i I think I mentioned that with my brother Tim, like uh I was yeah, the Goos. uh heard... I had my goo plan
1: yeah, 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 you mentioned that every podcast, what's your tr- nutrition plan did you keep to that, or okay, so I did not uh because on mile 18 i just had it i
0: was i was just like not even thinking i was like oh let's have another goo even mm-hmm. though i had two more miles to go mm-hmm. and i was probably in my head thinking oh i need this because i'm slowing down but i'm like running over hills mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so i wasn't thinking clearly
1: um so but, yeah. speaking of running over hills heartbreak hill i always hear about heartbreak hill um having not run it um how big is Heartbreak Hill compared to the other hills and is it really like usually a breaking point um, for a lot of people like do you often like do you see the same people you're running with the first twenty miles suddenly just like disappear after that one thing or
0: everybody's um, here i'm gonna I'm gonna pull up this segment there I gotta log on to my but I got I gotta go soon okay let's
1: see. Okay.
0: <laughs> let's see. We'll, we'll we'll stop. We'll uh we'll do this and then we'll wrap it up. Okay. Okay. Let's see. Log in, Boston. Okay. So where is the, there's like so many segments on this course.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. I I don't even know what I'm looking at. I'm looking at a whole database of Boston runs or something. Ah, oh, there we go. There's a segment called Heartbreak Hill. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going
0: to open it up to, it is, it's about a half mile. Okay. 20.4 to 20.9. It's, uh, it's like not that much. I mean, it's like a hundred feet. So
1: I want to say it's more than more, it feels like, it feels like more than that. Do you think um, it's just because of the point in the race it is or people build it up like, oh, my gosh, Heartbreak Hill, Heartbreak Hill, Heartbreak Hill?
0: Uh, it is. It's the point in the race because it's like your last challenging uphill
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it it slows you down. <laughs> um, everybody's suffering, though. So yeah. I didn't see like this huge like wave of people past me or wave of people that I was passing, mm-hmm. so you're it's kinda constant um who's this Brian Dunkel He did this fifty times in the last ninety days. Wow, uh, somebody yeah you could some other hands <laughs> i'm I'm at the bottom of it at one sixty three which is a pretty high mm-hmm. for my heart rate, and I'm only doing a seven thirty eight pace, and then you could see I'm like eight eight twenty eight nineteen.
1: Uh, i I love that you said that because that shows the difference between you and i if i ran a mile in 738 i would be you know me i i blast everything on social media i would be but it's all relative (laughs) like there's guys doing this at like five minute pace (laughs) uh so
0: i'm at 170 and i so a little shout shout out to uh Dale Smith, my high school coach, who's long he passed away a long time ago, but I always I always think when I'm at the top of a hill to crest the hills, and Mm -hmm. so that's that's me thinking of him right here. If you see the uh, little arrow, yeah, uh, I'm at 172 beats per minute, which is redlining it. I mean that's like way up there, and I'm at seven minutes pace, and then that's where I can and I kind of I don't think I held on to Let's see, what were my last? So this is mile 21 at mm-hmm. the top of heartbreak. And then it's, um... oh yeah, I can get really into
1: mm-hmm. data. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, we're not only uh, people interested in running here, we're kind of geeks, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, so, so the only only other mile that had a higher heart rate was the very
0: finish. So that's 165 average heart rate at 21.
1: See, I yeah, yeah, relaxed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, was it like high 150s? Yeah, that's easy. That's, that's, that's a, cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're, you're, a cake. Yeah. You're you're cake. Yeah. So right. you did mention something. This will be the last question. Last question. You yes, just mentioned yes. something about your old uh, high school coach and that you were thinking about him at that moment. And I have heard something to kind of get people motivated to, is, is to dedicate portions of the runs to people. I think that's a great idea. Okay, Um. but I I, would—I did it
0: once where I did a mile for every person. Mm -hmm. Um, I forget which marathon that was. Uh, I think that was Philadelphia in 2018. Um, And I had the list in my hand, and it was on paper list, and it just dissolved into like you know goop by by mile ten. So you gotta laminate it both sides. Um, I would do a more significant part of the race. So it's mm-hmm. easier to remember. Like if you have 26 people, okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know, and I had my grandfather in there mm-hmm. and I had some people that had that had had died um very important to me. But I would do like oh whatever whatever you want, but like mm-hmm. if I were to dedicate it, I would do you know, there's like I I look at the marathon as four 10k's with some extra. Yeah. yeah so you could cut it into four mm-hmm. uh, or or two parts. Mm-hmm. first half is i mean maybe, maybe that's that what's what's really nice about the the per mile is if you have it in your hand you're mm-hmm. like oh okay i'm doing this for uh dad and then you're like okay what what uh things have i talked to you know it keeps
1: your mind off of the the pain and misery <laughs> that's a okay that's a good point it gives you something else to think about uh and uh if you mention like, like people that have died, I mean, that also puts things into perspective. As you're sitting there, maybe feeling a little bit sorry for yourself at a moment, uh, think about, wow, what did this person have to go through? What are they dealing with right now? And yeah, and, like your great grandfather or your grandfather or or somebody that, yeah, just
0: mm-hmm. like puts like, it uh, into perspective for you. Yeah, okay. we we ha- we get the privilege
1: to do this to ourselves. <laughs> We are stupid, (laughs) but you're right. No, you're right. (laughs) That, that, that's a, that is, that is probably a good way to finish it. Like no matter how hard you're going and and how much pain you're in and how big you think the moment is that there are people, man, we've come talk about this topic quite a bit. There are people dealing with so much more. And so what a cool joy it is to get to be able to do something like the Boston Marathon. I mean, uh, that's kind of awesome. Uh, yeah, we should we, we should leave it at that. We'll we'll sound. Like I think that's I think that's a good good place to stop. Great, sound wise and philosophical at this point. You should stop it because I'm going to say something stupid at this point. <laughs> Ruin it.